podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Trample Bet Podcast for the weekend of the 2nd of September uh, 2023. I'm your host, Gordo, uh, and with me, well, not really as always, uh, you know, when he, when he likes to be a guest, is Mr. Dave Greenfield. Dave, how are you getting on? Yeah, yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, not too bad. We, are, we seem to be missing someone. We are. We are very much missing someone. Someone who has decided to go on holiday to, like, parts of England that, that have odd hotels and is just doing that. So now I can't make the time for this podcast that he's been doing for six years. So, I mean... <laughs> I don't. I, I take it as a personal slap in the face, but um, <laughs> I, I hope we will be able to amble through. And he's, to be fair, he's picked a good week to uh, t- to not actually um, be here because um, because we didn't have a fantastic week last week, and he fucking lost his banker, so he's <laughs> fucked off to England to hide from this. Uh, and and we'll be when we'll be taking through it. So we'll we'll rock it through last week's results um, because they weren't fantastic, but. Uh, yeah, and uh, we've got we've got our guest waiting in the waiting room, so we'll we'll be able to let him in uh, at some point soon. Um, so I'll just rock it through. We'll start with Andy's. Uh, his banker was Copenhagen Silkeborg. Silkeborg won this three one away from home. Very surprising. Uh, Copenhagen were in the middle of a two week Europa League tie. Probably had something to do with it. So uh, not a great result for Andy in there. My banker came in. I back Napoli. Napoli won. There's a surprise. They were playing against Sassuolo. They were three to ten to do so. So that was that was pretty good. And what happened to your banker, Dave? Yeah, my banker was great because he got called off. It's uh, meant to be Fenerbahce against uh, Bakshir, but um, again, they were they were in the middle of a two-legged Europa tie, and uh, they managed to get their game called off, so they didn't have to play it. And what you know, no harm, no foul, Dave. Uh, yeah. A non-runner, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, one out of two in the bankers, uh, not great. So on to the values where we, we did a little better. Um, Andy's value was Monday night, so it's basically still being played just now. Uh, this was Vielge versus Brondby. Uh, Brondby won this game 1-0. Vielge got a penalty in the 90th minute and missed it. Which did, never happens to Andy. Generally, they, they score that and he has a wee sour mood. But, uh, so his, his value came in. Mine was Fiorentina versus Lecce, which, which really didn't look like it was coming in. I had Lecce or draw. Fiorentina won the game, uh, started winning the game 2-0. Uh, uh, Lecce brought it back to two each. So, so mine came in. That was 11-8 to eight when it kicked off. Dave, would you like to tell us about Wigan Barnsley? Yeah, I love Wigan at 5-4, to four, but uh, they lost this game 2-0. Uh, they went down to 10 men after 20 minutes and uh, Devante Cole scored for Barnsley not long after. To be fair to Wigan, they, they held out because Barnsley didn't score again then until like, the 92nd minute. So they did put up a good fight, but they did out themselves again down to 10 men after 20 minutes. I mean, immediately losing a man is not the best way to start any yeah. game. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so um, yeah, not, not fantastic. Um, outsiders... Uh, Andy's outsider was Kyoto Sanga versus Asvipa Fukuoka. Uh, Asvipa Fukuoka are shit, and I don't know why he backed them. Uh, they were 2-1 to one to win this game. Kyoto Sanga went up 2-0, got a man sent off, and Asvipa Fukuoka capitalised on this by not doing anything with uh, the man advantage for the next 70 minutes. Uh, yeah, not a great outsider in there. 
my outsider was just as shit. Uh, this was Sarpsburg versus Tromso. And we talked about this, Dave, as being, oh, there's actually a couple of other podcasts that are, are recommending Tromso yeah. as a potential outsider in here. They lost 4 0 to Sarpsburg. <laughs> They're not in Europe. They're not doing anything. I've got no excuse for this one. Total freak result there. Um, and if you look at the stats for the game as well, they've more of the ball. Uh, they've more of the ball. <laughs> And uh, yeah, vastly less shots on goal. So uh, nothing there for for me on the outsider slot. Would you like to talk about your outsider? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's by Bet365. Yes, well, that's it was Bilbao against uh, Betis in Spain. And uh, to be fair, Bilbao won the game 4-2. But Betis were 2-0 up after 10 minutes. So uh, if you backed it with our friends 365, you'd have been paid out for the outsider. But they then conceded. They then decided to give away two penalties to make it two all. Uh, Bilbao got a third in the first half stoppage time, and then as Betis were trying to get back into the game, Bilbao scored a fourth. So, but yeah, it wasn't great. But like we say, if you you did get paid, six five. So you know, I was paid. The other outsiders didn't come in, so it was it was really two of you know we need to, as Andy was saying, need two or three for your Trixie there, but. Yeah, so I mean, I consider that as an outsider win because of how I backed it. But yeah, um, I mean, I'm backing bets this week, so I, I, I don't have anything <laughs> to complain about there. Um, or to the charities. Andy got a winning charity, and I know for a fact he predicted a correct score in this game with his bet with his William Hill free fiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was Air versus Dundee United, a game he was at. Dundee United won this game 3 0 and did a fiver on that, which turned him about 120 quid. So good on him. Uh, my charity was bad. So I'll be backing it again this week. Uh, two out of four for me. This was via the lead versus Alcorcon. Alcorcon won this game 2-0. Scored their first two goals of the season and got their first win. Congratulations, Alcorcon, for all of that. Not the best time to do it for me. Um, and then, Dave, you rounded us out with Gillingham-Colchester. How did that game shake out? Yeah, I really like Gillingham. Gillingham were top and Colchester were bottom, but I think, uh, as most people probably saw, there was a bit of a uh, car accident the day before with a few Gillingham players. Um, so they were missing quite a few players. I, I know one of my mates messaged me in the morning and said, you know, showed me the video and yeah. was like, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Don't re-back them because they've they got a few players out. And to be fair, they, they held out first half was still nil nil, but they lost the game three nil in the end. But you know, in hindsight, I wouldn't you can't chose, predict the car. I mean, Dave, to summarise to, to summarise your picks for last week and the unfortunate circumstances around them, cancelled down to ten men after twenty minutes, paid out after twenty minutes, uh, twenty yeah. minutes, and lost, and car crash with half team <laughs> in car. So really, not much you can do about those things. So. Not a fantastic week, but we're hopeful of bringing in a new guest will uh, electrify us and get us back on that 12-fold. So we're going to go to the midsection just now and bring in said guest. Uh, You'll see us if you're not on Patreon uh, after this short break. But if you are on Patreon, we thank you very much for being so. If you would like to join us, uh, you can see us at trampledbet.com. And uh, yeah. You'll be able to uh, sign up to our Patreon. It's £5 a month. You get access to the sheet sheet, which is everything written down. You get to see our lovely mugs right now. Me and Dave are looking very ravishing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you'll be able to see us there. And uh, you get the middle section where we post lots of things about different games. I ran it quite close with mine, which was three draws last week. 
they all th- all three were drawing up until 85 minutes. Um, so you can find a market at 80 minutes. That'd be great for them. them. But uh, yeah, Dave was on the music last week. So yeah, let's uh, let's head into that midsection and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you after this short break. Welcome back. I hope your advert was great and for something that you are really interested in. Uh, you may have noticed that we have gained a guest this week. I say guest. Dave's our Dave's on as our uh, as our Andy for this week because uh, he could be bothered to be here, uh, which was nice for, for, for all of us. Uh, we're joined obviously by by Mr. Joey Slenzak. Joey, how how you keeping, big man? You know, I'm not doing too bad. Uh, it's it's been a little little long week, but hey, it's always fun coming on the pod and uh, shooting the shit. Yeah. Throwing some punts out there. Well, I mean, that, that's what we're here and, and we're all about. So we'll have a slightly different order this week. I was tempted to let you go first, Dave. I quite like going second in these things like and, and following in, but I'll, I'll step up. I'll uh, I'll step up. I'll do the first one here as well. Uh, and we can talk about our picks for this week. Um, so, yes, let, let, let's roll straight into it. Um, start with my banker, which is chronologically for me my last game. Uh, it is Sunday at half past five and I'll be taking Atletico Madrid at home to Sevilla. Uh, I believe Atletico Madrid were of interest to you last e- yeah, yesterday evening, Joey, where you had taken via can or draw in a 7-0 yeah. away win. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I thought they were kind of struggling a bit for form the first few matches, but uh, yeah, no, that was a tough one. That's uh I think that kicked them right in the gear. Yeah, you really did. You, you gave them the boost that they needed. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm, I'm back on that boost against a Sevilla team that has started uh, in the kind of form you don't want to be starting in, uh, losing to Girona and Alaves, two teams that if I gave you 10 teams and you had to pick out who was potentially in the second Spanish division, I would think you may pick one of them. Um, so there are two teams towards the bottom of the table and there. Uh, Atletico Madrid have obviously started. They had a 0-0 draw with Betis who we'll talk about later on, uh, but yeah, took apart Vallecano away from home. They've got a kind of sorry Sevilla side here to play against. One to two. So maximum bank, banker value for me. I'm, I'm getting right up to the line and stopping there. So uh, yes, I'll be taking Atletico Madrid at home. Dave, where are you? What do you fancy? Uh, I'll tell you where I am. You, you know, you know Atletico had less of the ball when they won 7-0 as well? Yeah, that's, that's some sweet counter-attacking football, that isn't it? Yeah, they, I was listening to the game. It's funny, I was listening to the game or the match while I was working. Or no, I was golfing. I was golfing at that point. Yeah. Not going not to act like I worked that hard. Um, but, uh, but no, it literally was like, okay, they got the first two, maybe first third. And then they're just like, okay, we'll just sit back. You guys come at us. We're just going to counter you like. We we know you're not doing anything. <laughs> so, yeah. They are the I Spanish Burnley. Pretty much all of Iconos. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I know uh, I'm I'm interested that they had less of the ball. I'm I'm hopeful that they can replicate a similar result. But um, but yeah, sorry. Who are you on, Dave? Uh, yeah, so, yeah so my, my bankers are in the championship on Saturday, three o'clock. It's uh, Leeds against Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, I'm going to take Leeds at five to eleven. So Leeds are mid-table at the minute, 13th, played four games, scored seven, they've conceded seven, got five points, whereas Sheffield Wednesday are a dead bottom, 24th, only scored four goals, they've conceded nine and they sit on zero points. 
Um, you know, Leeds, Leeds have had a bit of an indifferent start to the season. Uh, two draws and a loss, but they beat Ipswich 4-3 last week. Uh, the squad seems settled now. The, the, they've got rid of like, who they need to get rid of and who wanted to go. Farkas talked uh, Nonto and Sinistera around into, say, into staying. They signed Joel Perot from Swansea, bagsman at that level. He, he loves goals in the champ. They also just took Jed Spence on loan from... I've seen that, actually. First today. He, you know, he was, when Forrest went up, he was instrumental at right back for them. But, yeah, but look, you look at the four players that scored against Ipswich. So you had uh, Rutter, a £30 million player, Nonto, Italy international, Joel Perot scored on his debut, and then like, Sinistera scored as well. So it's sub front four to be playing yeah. in, in the championship. Did you see Nonto at Boomtown as well? Like there's a video of him just like yeah, at yeah. the it, there's a yeah, big yeah. festival join. It was just him in like this bucket hat. And he's like yeah. the some guy's tweet like drum and bass festival. Yeah, he's it. like, why the fuck yeah. is Wilfred Nonto behind me? Yeah, look, Sheffield Wednesday have lost all four games. That season, um, Leeds are also ranked third in big chances created. And uh, if you fancy a, fancy a Leeds penalty, Sheffield Wednesday have conceded the most pens this season with two. So there we go. But yeah, Great I, I think Leeds, I think, yeah, I, 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 just, I think Leeds will start kicking on now. Now they've, they've got a settled squad. Yeah, good man. That yeah. Sounds sounds decent. Well, Joey, how will you be rounding out our uh, our, our banker treble? Yeah, yeah, so for the bank of trouble, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I still couldn't believe how many matches got like postponed for Europa League fixtures. Yeah, I think it was mainly Belgium and Turkey, but it's just like, really, everyone else else is getting on with it. Like, come on, you you don't have that much travel, (laughs) but uh, no, my banker this week, in honor of uh, Andy, is going to be in the Danish Superliga, and I like Odense versus Vila. that's going to be both teams to score, unsurprisingly. Got to bring a little bit of uh, that action to this show. And that's going to be at two to three. Oh, oh wait, no, sorry. Um, we, we don't simplify fractions here on this show. Um, so that's actually going to be <laughs> six to nine. Yeah, nice. Um, and that's Good. going to be on Friday <laughs> at 6 p.m. Um, so seventh place Odense hosts last place Vila. And while this should be a straightforward win for Odense, they've really struggled defensively, conceding two plus or two goals exactly in half of their matches and both teams to score in all six. Vile have lost every single match, but have only been held scoreless twice in their six matches. One of which was partly due to a red card in the second half. I think it was the 60th minute against Aarhus in a one, no loss on opening day, but they actually won the XG battle in their last match against Bronby, a one, no loss, which Hey, help the pod. We're not mad about they, it. They also missed a pen there. Yeah, in the ninetieth minute. <laughs> I'd imagine that would probably uh, contribute to a lot of that because they they created one point eight five xg from ten attempts and three on target. Um, so this is just as much a fade of Odense. But Violet have actually managed to score two goals against Copenhagen, and they've scored against Midtjylland, Viborg, and Silkeborg, all teams directly around Odense in the table. So. That, that part should be fairly straightforward and because it wouldn't be a show without me if I didn't bring a little extra spice. And I love the second half both teams to score. You can get that at two to one. Both sides have seen it in four of their last five matches and all four matches that Vile have seen both teams to score. 
there's been both teams to score in the second half. So I think that's uh, not not a bad shout. I, I wouldn't be surprised given Odense's form that they, we see both teams to score both halves, but I'm fully expecting one goal in the first half and then both teams to score in the second half and hopefully get ourselves a three-goal thriller. Three I mean, I, don't, I, I do not care when they score as long as one <laughs> goes in one net and one goes in the other in the respective exactly. things. So, yeah. <laughs> that uh, is the important part. <laughs> that's the important part. Uh, I, I'm not Andy, so I'm not going to give you live odds on these. You just have to put them into whatever bookmaker you choose to to, to select for this. Um, uh, but yeah, some, some strong bankers in there as well. Um, and I guess we, we we move on to the value picks. Uh, my value pick is in Spain. It's La Liga. It is Saturday night, eight o'clock. Um, some very traditional Spanish live football time that. Uh, in a game I'm dubbing the battle of two teams that played Atletico Madrid over the last few weeks. <laughs> uh, this is Betis versus Real Vallecano. Uh, and I'm going to take Betis at home here uh, at 10 to 11, just under even money. Had to laugh at flash scores. Uh, uh, rundown of the of this fixture because it starts out with Manuel Pellegrini may well have just about calmed down from last weekend's La Liga defeat to Atletico Bilbao <laughs> so um, yeah by the time this game kicks off uh, so yeah Betis have been have been alright in there they obviously lost that game um, they lost that game last week to Bilbao but they went up 2-0 drew with Atletico Madrid and they beat Villarreal they're playing against a Real Vallecano team who have just come off a 7-0 loss to Atletico Madrid and I, I, I can't really see them winning this game uh, the other way around. Um, if you look at the last five meetings of the teams, and they have been in the same league, um, you know, in the last few years, it's three Betis wins and two draws. Uh, the draws came away and home, so it's not as if there's there's some bias there. Uh, it's been both teams to score in all of these games, uh, which which may be of interest to you, Joey. But uh, yeah, coming off a, a 7-0 loss and then having to play Betis, uh, who are quite a good team uh, is probably not the time you want to be doing it uh, Betis have got the habit of actually scoring uh, quite a bit as well um, you know let's just hope they, they hold on to their 2-0 lead this week and don't ship it away but it wouldn't matter because it's paid out anyway so even money Betis Real Vallecano Saturday night in Spain Dave where are you? Uh, uh, my game is uh, it's a Sunday 1am UK time yes it is I am in the home of Samba and uh, I am in the Brazilian Serie A, and it's uh, Botafogo against Flamengo. And uh, you can get Botafogo here at 11 to 10. Uh, Botafogo first, the bad 21 games, scored 38, only conceded 11 goals. I got 51 points. As Flamengo, not doing too bad, they're in fourth. They've scored 34 goals, conceded 26. They're on 36 points. This is all about Botafogo here. They've taken 11 points from the last five, scored 10. They've only conceded two. They've actually kept 13 clean sheets this season, Botafogo. Um, they've got the best home record um, where they've scored 26 and they've only conceded three home goals all season. Uh, Flamengo have taken eight points from their last five games. They've scored six and conceded seven. Uh, Botafogo have also got uh, Tequino Suarez, who's the league's top scorer with 13. They also have Diego Costa up front as well, <laughs> which might have something to do with the fact that they're managed by the ex-Wolves and Benfica manager um, and Bruno Large. I think oh, it was okay. Large who actually, who oh, actually wow. took Costa to Wolves from a thing. So, I mean, 
Flamingo have got a couple of players you might you might know as well. Uh, they've got David Luiz, ex Chelsea and Arsenal, and uh, Luis Felipe of ex Atletico Madrid. But you know that, those are players along with Costa are in their twilight years. Yeah. Um, but like I said, this is all about Botafogo. They're, they're running away with this league, and uh, I expect them to take another three points here. I mean, I'd just like to congratulate you on finding a league that we haven't bet on in six years to, to get, yeah. to get like, the, the Brazilian top division. Uh, so, yeah, they've big in a bit of samba at the podcast there. Uh, and and I, I think I'm definitely putting in the Patreon description, it's all about Botafogo. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, Joey, I'm going to be disappointed if you're not in like the the Malawi second division here or finding me the South Sandwich oh. Island Regional League. Um, but yeah, so hey, where, uh, where are you? Don't don't count me out yet. There's still plenty of season to go. I'll, I'm sure I'll find a niche league. Been looking at uh, my my Tractor Boys over in uh, Iran. In Iran, yeah. And, uh, there's literally a team called Tractor. Yeah, so, Tractor you know, Sassy. There's I a mean, Scottish guy yeah, went and played. I get down with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, they're doing awful because I've got flash score updates from them constantly. <laughs> just losing every single match. But hey, maybe we can find a little uh, way to way to capitalize on that. But no, for my uh, for my value shot, I'm gonna be in the mainland Europe. And uh, I like Milan to win away to or away against Roma. Uh, you can get that at 2.7-ish. That's gonna be at Friday at 7.45 p.m. So, granted, only second match of the Serie A season, but these are two teams in very different different form right now. They're off to very different starts. Milan are one of four teams with two wins and two matches, and they're top of the table after beating Genoa 2-0 away and Torino 4-1 at home. While Romola lost 2-1 to Verona away, and they actually drew 2-2 with Salernitana at home, where they trailed for 39 minutes in the second half before Andrea Bellotti equalized in the 82nd minute. So, obviously, Roma have quality players like Dybala and Pilati. And they actually just signed Lukaku on loan from Chelsea. But they've actually trailed for 119 minutes of the 180 minutes they've played. I mean, excluding stoppage time. Um, so far this season, and this Milan side honestly looks poised for a serious title challenge. With the addition of Christian Pulisic, Yunus Musa, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Noah Okafor, and Sam Chukwueze. Um, so, and actually, it kind of helps us out here. Historically, Milan hasn't actually lost in seven straight meetings against Roma, and they've actually won three of their last six matches at Roma. Jose is certainly going to try to cook something up to stymie this offense. But with Leao and Pulisic on the wings, Milan have been extremely potent on the counter and should have more than enough quality to capitalize on any mistakes and keep Roma from getting back into the match. Um, a lot of the recent matches have been draws. So it's understandable that this price has a, I love to call it a pick Um, But it's, as Andy would love to say, it's a coin toss and uh, this is the side I want to be on. I mean, that's just such a great price. Um, so yeah, I fully wouldn't be surprised if there's both teams to score, but you want a little bit of extra spice. Milan win plus both teams to score is like five to one, something like that. It's just something mental. So could be worth, uh, worth a couple of quid, but. It definitely expecting Milan to just keep bossing this league. And it's funny, Jose Mourinho actually came out and said that his expectations for the season is like, Roma should finish like fifth to eighth. <laughs> Which, yes, he's managing expectations, but like, really? That's, that's what you want to hear after going to the Europa League 
final the previous season. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. He's uh, he might be laying it on a little too thick, but should be a strict on win. I'd love Pulisic to get another goal. He's had two in the first two matches. Him and Giroud have just been banging him in, so we'll just keep that going. I mean, you know, I like this pick. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big, big Milan fan in this one. Uh, so yeah, that that I mean, good price in there as well, and uh, I'm sure that uh, the combination of those three picks will give you a number, and that number will possibly be good. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it will it, be. Hopefully, I'll I, I will. Uh, after we after we do this, I'll post the uh, potential twelve fold to our chat as I as I generally do, because uh, that's the only number really that matters to me is the is the big one that's about one hundred and twenty to grand. Um, but yeah, so um, lots of good picks in there as well. Dave, congratulations for finding a league that we've not been in. Joey, congratulations for finding a pick that I like. Uh, so that's that. Both are as uh, <laughs> both are as. I, I mean, to be know. fair, Gordo, there's. I feel like you and I are. Uh, we, we're a bit symbiotic. Yeah, we like this. We're the same roots in there. Uh, it's David, Dave, and Jerome. They can't find a pick they like together. So uh, yeah, um, I'll, I'll roll on to uh, the outsiders here. Um, and my outsider is in the German Bundesliga. This is on Sunday at half past four. It is Union Berlin versus RB Leipzig. And I like Union Berlin here to win. And they are a shade over the, the nice numbers we're talking about at 23 to 10. Um, started fantastically. Top of the league. Uh, taken, played two games. Uh, eight goals scored, two conceded. Uh, six points. I mean, there's four, five teams on six points towards the top of the, the, the Bundesliga at the moment. Uh, but they are up there. Um They've also done it in interesting fashion uh, as well. They got a man sent off after going up 1-0. Um, Robin Gosen scored. Then Brendan Arison, who played with Leeds, uh, no, Norwich, couple of, was it Brendan Arison? Was he, Leeds. Was he, he was Leeds, yeah. So he got yeah. he got himself sent off uh, in 21 minutes <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, then Darmstadt equalised. But Union Berlin went on to win this game 4-1. Uh, they, they really, they did the opposite of the Fukuoka boys. They, they actually did something when they, when when. Uh, you know, someone down to 10 men. Uh, yeah, so they just look as good as they were here. They play a lot of like sitting deep and hitting people on the press. So you can do that with 10 men. Doesn't really change their strategy at that point. Um, so yeah, I like Union Berlin. They're playing against a Leipzig team who have also started pretty well. You'll find Leipzig uh, in eighth place on three points. Um, they're, they were a bit interesting recently because I didn't fancy them to play. They, they lost to Leverkusen, who haven't been very good. And Leverkusen for that game were like 11-8. So they were a big price. Um, but they were 2-0 down in the first half there. Um, they came back last week and beat Stuttgart 5-1. But Union Berlin in this head-to-head, considering these teams aren't, but they're not been in the leagues that together that much. The last three meetings have all been Union Berlin wins. That was away, home and away, all 2-1. All 2-1. In fact, four out of the last five games that they've played, they've won. And they've won this game 2-1. Um, so it's generally quite a narrow yeah. one in there. Yeah, I really like Union Berlin here. Uh, and at 23-10, to 10, I think that's a pretty a pretty tasty price as well. And when Andy was off, I thought, going to sneak in, get on that Union Berlin hype. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I fancy them to beat Leipzig. It's basically like the two opposite clubs 
in this league as well. Like Union Berlin fans, you know, did everything to get that club into the into the league. They saved it, and Leipzig are just a fucking money club that no one likes. So, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll deal with that. But yeah, we'd all like to see. I'm sure that most of the German fan base would very much agree with me that a Union Berlin oh, win here, absolutely, it would be great. Yeah, no, I uh, I was actually looking at that one for a different reason. Both teams are scoring over two point five, possibly over three point five. But no, I, I Kevin over three point five. The last five games, I wouldn't have been be two one. I don't know what you want from this. And over three point three one Union, three one Union. That's three what one, I'm looking for. I would be no, very happy. Ke- if that's Kevin Barons has been yeah. Kevin Barons has been on sensational form. I think he's got races and back to back matches. I know he scored in both matches, but I mean him and uh, Danny Olmo too. Danny Olmo's yeah. a little surprising. He's not like one of the bigger names on the team. You look for. Lois Appenda, who just got signed this season, or uh, Timo Werner, who's just the perennial Leipzig man. But, I mean, Danny almost got goals in both matches. I think he was no shy. I think he wasn't shorter than, what was it, 3.5-ish. The last match was the shortest he was, but I think, it was, I, think I found him the first match at like 4 or 5 to 1. So mm-hmm. I, I think the books are definitely undervaluing him a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I'd look at... Robin Gosens as well. Gosens uh, has been a very nice addition. I was just amazed by that uh, that turnaround with uh, Darmstadt. I think they went 1-0 down first and then yeah. had the red card and then yeah, it was just like, yeah, time, time to win this no, game. It was 1-1 and then they got the red card and then they went on. But no, the Unionists started just brilliantly. That should be mm-hmm. a, hopefully should be a really fun watch with Union winning, of course. Of course, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not too positive on the both teams to score because I, I would rather that didn't happen. But uh, yeah, so so <laughs> Union, Union, they can do it at like 5-0. See if they want to chip in a... a no, exactly. It'll go 2-0 up. They'll be yeah, paid out. Paid and then, out, yeah, and then, then, then we get our goals. Then you get your goals. No, that's fine then. So Dave, where are you? If you're, I'm, I'm now expecting you to be someone bizarre, but you're going to tell me you're in like National League 1 back in, I don't know. I, I don't know any of the teams from National League. What Dover versus someone is that? Is that um, who you got? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the prem, and it's uh, early kickoff. Claxon warning. It's the uh, yeah, it's a Saturday half twelve game, and it's uh, Sheffield United against Everton, and uh, we're going to attack Sheffield United at twenty-one to ten. Um, both of these teams are crap, and they both got no points this season. Uh, but Sheffield United have at least scored two goals, whereas Everton have scored no goals at all. Um, this, this is all off eye test for me. Um, Sheffield United have looked okay. Um, they gave City a good game, um, albeit they lost 2-1. Uh, they were unlucky against Forest. Forest got a light goal uh, when they, they beat them 2-1. Uh, they've looked like they can defend, whereas Everton have looked awful. They look like they can't defend, they can't score. Um, they brought in um, what's his name, Beto today from Udinese, yeah. thirty million. I mean, you'll know a bit more about him than I do. Uh, but he scored tonight. I seen that he scored yeah, against um, Doncaster. Came on at half time and, and he did get a goal, but he's only got like he's only got ten and eleven in his last. Two seasons in Italy, so it's not exactly like an amazing. Dan Juma they brought in as well, and like Dan Juma's yeah. a guy who was like, <laughs> you look at his, you look at his record, and you're like, he was great at Bournemouth, 
But he's had one of those like seasons where you're like, got 17 goals, amazing. And then like you look at the rest of his seasons and he's like chipped in five, played in every game. So yeah, I, I think I, I think you're well on the right side of Sheffield United. Yeah, I mean, I mean Dan Jim is a weird one because he was going to go to Everton last season, and then Lampard yeah. got sacked, and then he ended up going to Spurs and did nothing at Spurs, and then goes but crawling back to Everton because obviously Spurs don't want him. I mean, Sheffield United have just brought in a uh, Cameron Archer as well from Villa. Um, Paddy a decent bit of money for him, and Villa have got a buyback clause on him, but. He looks a player who knows where the goal is. Did well for uh, the England under twenty ones uh, at the World Cup as well. At the Euro, sorry. So yeah, I just think, like I say, it's just an eye test. But cause the, they both haven't been great. But I just think Sheffield United, especially at home as well. Um, yeah, a lot of them to get the win. Yeah, I mean Cameron Archer is one of these guys that like is. Is he's a perfect Sheffield United striker, and he up there, yeah, yeah. like just hit him the ball and see what happens. Is the is is the thing here, and he's such a big, powerful boy. So yeah, good pick, Dave. Joey, where are you? What are you fancying? Yeah, yeah, no, and I. Uh, only thing I'll add is uh, Sheffield signed my favorite uh, Swedish player. Well, not Swedish. He might be no, he's not Swedish. Swedish, but from the Elfsvenskan, uh, Benny Traore. Yep. So it's uh, unfortunate I can no longer go Benny and the Hack. Yeah. But uh, it'll be fun to sing uh, Benny and the Blades. Yeah, it so, doesn't quite uh, have the same run, does it? it. <laughs> it's, it's not the same, but we'll have to work. I'll, uh, I'll try to workshop it throughout the season. But for my outsider, um, I'm actually going to be in the Bundesliga's Vi. And I like Magdeburg. Magdeburg. Yep. Let me make sure I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> to win. Plus both teams to score against Hertha Berlin, and that's going to be at uh, three point eight five. So that game's on Saturday at noon, and so obviously I'm a little out of my comfort zone uh, venturing into the Bundesliga Spy. So that's always fun to say. But like a police dog on a drug bust, I try to sniff out the goals, and believe me, Magdeburg are doing just fine in that department. Um, they've got two wins and two draws in their first four league matches, and while Hertha Berlin did win 5-0 last week against Firth. They've lost the previous three matches before that. And the fun part about that 5-0 win is they only created 2.02 XG. So definitely a bit fortunate putting five past a uh, admittedly rotten Firth side. But Magdeburg have actually had a great preseason, scoring 33 goals in six matches. Admittedly, some of those were against smaller regional clubs. But they actually managed to win a 3-1 win versus Sevilla and a 2-0 win against Norgeland, who, as I'm sure you've heard Andy talk about just a couple times, they're actually top of the Danish Superliga. And so, especially with that slow start from Herda, the win aspect here should be relatively safe. And I was actually looking at this, this, this straight-up win potentially for my charity pick just because of that 2.2, and I think it's a great price. Um, but I think we can squeeze a little bit of extra value here with the uh, win plus both teams to score. Given that Magdeburg have seen both teams to score in four of their last five matches, in which they've won three of those four, but they've seen both teams to score. The other was a 1-1 draw, or a nil-nil draw against St. Pauli, who have been kind of up, up at the top, pushing for that promotion. So not a bad, not a bad result at all. 
And so that 5-0 win for Herto looks really good on paper, but as we've mentioned once or twice before, that's a notoriously rotten Greater Firth side. That They seem to be reverting back to the form that got them relegated two years ago from the Bundesliga. So not going to look into that too much. Take that with a pinch of salt. But what that does tell me is that their new striker, Harris Tabak- Tabakovic, is actually kind of starting to get settled in. They, uh, they just signed him from Austria-Vienna beginning of the season, and he didn't score in his, I think he's had three starts now? Either three starts or three appearances. And so he just finally got a brace in the, belt in the last match. So that's kind of starting to round into form. Um, but ultimately, in that 5-0 win against Firth, Firth is still conceded 1.68 XG. So I'm fully expecting Magdeburg to have more than enough quality to capitalize on their chances if this does turn into a shootout, like I'm kind of expecting it will. And so for that, I'm looking at Harris Tabakovich and Luka Schuler, um for goals here. Tabakovich, as I mentioned, had the brace last time out. And then Schuler's actually had five goals in his first six starts. Well, I guess his last six starts, including a goal against Sevilla in preseason. That was their last preseason match. So goals galore. I'm expecting Magdeburg to come out on top. Should be pretty straightforward. Hopefully. <laughs> Good man. And with your uh, lengthy description, I had the opportunity to price up this treble. Uh, so this is 36.12 to 1 with Bet365's 5% bonus. You will get, just worth mentioning, we're not sponsored by Bet365. They just are much better than most bookies, right? They're, you know, we are willing to talk to them, but they, they just they pay it 2 0 out, which is the, in the outsider world the kind of thing I'm looking for, because the amount of outsiders I've backed that go up 2-0 and lose <laughs> is, uh, is is pretty incredible. So Sheffield United at 2-1, Union Berlin at 23-10, Magdeburg in yes at 11-4, yet EP'd on Sheffield United and Union Berlin. So we're on both sides of the uh, the Berlin teams uh, on this, backing a Berlin <laughs> yeah. win and a Berlin loss. Um, and yeah, so ha- happy with those picks there. And uh, Hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get some winners in there. Uh, on to the final section uh, and our charity bets. I am doing something I don't really like doing, but I think it's a good price to do so. Uh, I'll be taking West Ham away at Luton, uh, and you'll get them at the rather spicy price of four to five to do this. I know Dave doesn't like this pick at all, and he doesn't like it. Because Luton are playing their first game at Kenilworth Road in this game, in this game, and they're playing against a West Ham team that historically they've done all right against. They won each draw last year. Then you go back to 1982 when they were like beating them. You know, I'm, I'm taking that form out because yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not accepting that. I'm not. I'm not taking anything pre most like pre some of our listeners being born. Um, so yeah. I like West Ham here. Uh, I like West Ham because they've started really well. They've been a surprisingly good team uh, to start with. 3-1 win at Brighton, where they uh, just decided that they would play a low block and play Brighton at Brighton. Uh, they And they were rather successful at doing so. A 3-1 win over Chelsea, who've been a bit sorry to start with there. Um, Luton's home form hasn't been great. They've lost to Chelsea and they've lost to Brighton. So thankfully I have comparative results for all of these. Um, Yeah, they lost 3-1 to Chelsea and they lost 4-1 to Brighton. Um, I think West Ham are a class above Luton. The only thing that worries me is Kenilworth Road and this being their first game there. Um, You know, so I I know Dave doesn't like it in here. You get them at 4-5. 
Dave, I'm not asking you to do your pick. I'm just asking you, is that the reasons you don't like it? No, I, I don't mind the pick. I, I, and I think West Ham, on paper, they should win this game. They, you know, they've, they've just brought a couple of good players in, but it's that... It's Friday night. It's under the lights. Under the lights. Yeah, I knew I was going to hear that. Intangibles. Yeah. <laughs> it's Luton's first game at home in the Premiership because the ground wasn't ready to be able yeah. until now. Uh, you know, you have to. You know, I would say either of you two have been to Luton, but the answer would definitely be no. I've been <laughs> to Luton Airport and it's shit. So, I mean, li- that's. You literally walk through someone's back garden to get yeah. into their ground. <laughs> yeah. It's mental. It's it's <laughs> it's a traditional ground there for a, a, a kind of big town. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, West Ham won't be able yeah. to sag a lot, a lot yeah. of fans. For, for what it's worth, Gordo, I, I was looking at that pick too. I, uh, Good. I just left it off for pretty much the reasons that Dave mentioned. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I'll, I would leave it off, but I think we're going to go back and look at this and be like, fucking West Ham shelled them. And like, uh, at four to five, that was a good price. Three, four, and three, six, five. But I understand the intangibles in this one. So under the next, I'll watch the game because I think it'll be interesting uh, to see Kenilworth Road. Um, but yeah, I mean, they haven't been great to start with. West Ham have pl- beaten and played the two teams they've played. I lost two already, so I'm comfortable with it. I'll take the take the L if it's required, but I, I don't think it will be. Dave, where are you? I mean, West Ham is certainly a good price. There's no, there's no doubt about yeah. that. Certainly a good price. Uh, so I'm, I'm back in the Championship uh, Saturday at three o'clock, and it's Rotherham against Norwich. And I'm going to take Norwich at three to four. Uh, Norwich sits second uh, on 10 points. Uh, where Rotherham have only taken one point there in 21st. Um, Rotherham, their point came up with a draw against Blackburn. They've lost to Leicester, Sunderland and Stoke, where Norwich went and demolished Huddersfield 4-0 away last week. They beat Millwall and Hull at home. And then they had that crazy 4 draw. Yeah. I like Southampton in that, but... Yeah, the last six meetings between the sides as well has been one draw and five Norwich wins. Uh, playing good football, Norwich a bit better than I expected them to be. To be honest, uh, you know, a lot, a lot. Josh Sargent, he's got three goals this season. They've also got a, a young twenty-year-old coming out of the academy called John Rowe, who's been playing up front with him, and he he's been brilliant. He's got four goals already this season. Norwich actually are averaging 3.3 goals a game this season. So I'm sure Joey will love Norwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sergeant and uh, Rowe have just been banging them in. I've, I've been loving yeah. it. I'm just saying, they're, they're just, they should have too much for a Rotherham side here, even a why. So. Yeah. Good price as well. So, yeah. um, Joey, how, how are you rounding out this week? Where are you? Yeah. So, uh, for uh, for my charity pick, I, I, I hate to use the, uh, the dreaded phrase, but I, I really do love this pick. I, I, I was I, I initially wanted to end the it in charity the outsider, section, but I, I figured it was uh, given given the circumstances. I unlike Gordo, who's like, oh yeah, if it, if it comes in, it comes in. Yeah, no, good price. But hey, yeah, we'll we'll just throw that in the charity slot. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's that's more for the value, you mate. But. Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll get there. We'll get that charity charity trouble dialed in eventually here. Uh, but no, so for my charity, uh, but I like Austria Klagenfurt. 
on the double chance away to Austria Vienna. You can get that at 1.89, at least at my books, kind of hovering around 1.85, 1.8 to 1.9. So that's going to be on Sunday at 4 p.m. And much like Magdeburg and Milan, I'm going to be bringing another team in sensational form into the charity slot. And I think the price on Klagenfurt is just far too big. So given that it's the charity slot, I'm going to uh, I'm going to take the double chance here, just shy of evens. I think that's a great price. Klagenfurt are undefeated through five matches with a massive draw away to perennial top five sides, Stern Graz, um, to go along with their two away wins at Tyrol and Hartford. While Austria-Vienna have lost three matches and drawn one to go along with their lone win against Lustenau, who were promoted last season, so we'll take that with a pinch of salt. And so a lot of Vienna's recent problems have been a combination of losing the talisman Harris Tavakovic to Hertha Berlin, as we mentioned before, um, and they've also been juggling Europe, Europa qualifiers. But historically, Klagenfurt have actually only lost three times in nine head-to-head matches, head-to-head meetings in all locations, and they've picked up at least a point in three of the last five, well, three of five all-time meetings at Austria Vienna. Um, I was initially looking at this for my outsider, as I mentioned, because I just think it's a great price. I really do. Um, and then putting Magdeburg in the charity slot, kind of do a little flip-flop there. Hopefully it doesn't bite me in the butt. But uh, given the fact that Vienna are alone, no longer dealing with uh, the fixture congestion with Europa qualifiers, I'm kind of expecting their form to improve at some point, possibly sooner rather than later, in the sense that they're not just going to keep losing every match. Um, so just for a little bit of safety, I kind of threw the double chance in there. But this is going to really be a tough test against the high-flying Klagenfurt side, led by a friend of the pod, Andy Irving, who has three goals and two assists in his first five matches. So he's been absolutely on fire. And, I mean, at this point, just just give me Klagenfurt to most likely win, but certainly avoid defeat at the very least. And, hey, we, we'd love another Andy Irving goal. Kind of keep that scorching form going. Yeah. Uh, goal or contribution, just anything. Anything, give me, give me a G, give me an A, anything there. So, no, brilliant, Joey. No, that sounds really good. Uh, so, treble irons out at 4.54 to 1. Uh, that's a West Ham win, a Norwich win on draw, or Austria Klagenfurt. So, yeah, I mean, that has been the podcast this week. Gents, is there anything you'd like to say before I do our blurb about our Patreon and various different things? Uh, is there anything you'd like to bring up or put down? No. Good. That's 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 a nice nice way of exiting. Then yeah. So I mean, thanks everyone very much for listening. You can get us on uh, you know all good podcasting sites. If you're listening to this, you've obviously found us on one of the podcasting sites, but we are available on other ones as well. Um, yeah, you you can go to tramplebet.com. Uh, you will see our access to our Patreon on there. We can get the cheat sheet. You can see us. Joey's wearing a really cool football kit. If you're on Patreon, you'll be able to see it. If you're not on Patreon, you won't be able to see it. We'd have a really good midsection with some interesting stuff going on in there, some picks, some uh, future developments for the for the podcast, and uh, yeah, maybe a change of apparel for for some guests in the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, all that remains to be said is thank you very much, Dave. Thank you very much, Joey, and happy hunting. Have a great weekend. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.